Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Inside MTV's Siesta Key. I'm Brian Reese. I'm Laura Finaldi. I'm Elizabeth DeGennis. And we're here to talk about the season premiere, season two. Two episodes. Yes, it was two one-hour-long episodes. You say that as if, you know, you would have liked one, you know, later. I feel like you just, sometimes you need some time to digest what happened. But, you know, we got double the amount of drama, which was definitely exciting. Yeah, and it was two separate episodes. It's not like it was one long episode. So that was kind of like, after the first one, they each had a peak. It was like, here's the peak. The first one was the party. The second one was, I guess it was kind of like Brandon's concert. So... It wasn't there's like, always an event of some of sort. Of course, yes. So it was more like there's just two separate episodes, two separate peaks. So it was like a little exhausting. It was kind of a roller coaster. That's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really. I mean, I love personally how it started. The fact that they brought the fight up to the opening scene of the season premiere and then did the right. whole flashback thing. Like, meanwhile, three hours earlier. <laughs> I know. It was like record scratch. Let me show you how we got here. It was great. <laughs> it was the epitome of that. So. That that was an intro. That was a new kind of intro for them. I mean, yeah, we're going to analyze their style. I think that's never seen that before. So. And you know, let's talk a little bit about theme before we kind of break everything down. Yes, uh, I think that they're focusing on Alex again. Apparently, I mean, I feel like no. the end of last season, Alex kind of got relegated a little bit to the background, and this first two episodes, it's all kind of all Alex. Yeah, and Alex isn't the instigator for a lot of stuff. But it's definitely all about him. Right. He didn't really do much except for get into that fight with Jared. Mm-hmm. But he was talked about almost the entire episode. It was just, you know, everyone's like, Alex this, Alex that. Like, you're going to cheat on, you know, I'm going to get cheated on with you and Alex together and stuff like that. So, Well, my friend who's an avid watcher and texted me about Siesta Key, she said to me after both of the episodes were over, she's like, this is back to the pilot all over again, which is kind of a good point because... In that first episode, they really stretched this uh, Chloe as instigator reputation Mm -hmm. and also Alex as this like Lothario who everybody loves. And there was that tension of like, why is Chloe so involved in Alex's romantic relationships? I thought that kind of dissipated, but now they're obviously bringing that back, which I'm sure we'll get to later. Uh, But that was interesting to kind of see this throwback in a way to some of the themes like you mentioned, Brian, from the first uh, season. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely theme two for these two episodes is Chloe going batshit crazy, essentially. <laughs> and, um, you know, I don't know if Alex's <clears throat> revelation at the end of the second episode is true or not, uh, but that's certainly the narrative they're kind of going for here right. is that she's batshit crazy because she loves Alex. Well, I have a hot take, which is that I feel like they're doing my girl Chloe dirty. I don't know why they do this to Chloe every time. I think yeah. it must be because she has an off screen boyfriend. So they feel like there's not a lot of drama they can create with her with relationships. But they have always played her as this like, I don't want to use the word crazy, but this just kind of like poster, like they say. And I don't know, maybe she that really is her dynamic in real life. But it's like at every turn, you know, sometimes I just feel bad for her. I'm like, is this really, you know, what you would be doing if not for the producers? Yeah, I felt really bad for her the whole episode. Like, especially when Kelsey was like, I'm team Juliet. That was just really... The only thing that Chloe really did was bring Kara around, which I guess is questionable, but she didn't really, she wasn't being, she, I mean, she said that she'd been talking to Kelsey about her mom and all that stuff. So it just is confusing why everyone is right. just hating her. Like at the beach, it was just, it was hard to watch. I felt really bad for her. Yeah. I mean, it, well, I don't, it's not confusing why they're hating her because clearly she did a whole bunch of stuff that would cause people to hate her. And also it, it, it's like inexcusable stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. she was acting terrible the whole time. I'm sure editing and producers and all that probably guided that. But still, the entire time, I don't know. She was not She was not a great human being this time around. One of the things I've always wondered with Siesta Key is that, you know, they and I probably said this on here, they don't really do a great job of uh, 
getting us to really like relate to these friendships, especially. Right. So, you know, it was a good point. Like, a, I think a big theme in this episode was that if Chloe is such good friends with Juliet, with Kelsey, you know, with Madison, why is she acting this way towards these people? But then at the same time, has the show really established that Chloe is best friends with these people? I, I would say not so much, you know? Definitely. And also, I mean, think about it. When you think about who's actually friends on the show, like, who do you think is actually, who do you think are actually friends? I mean, I think that Juliet is friends with Amanda, who is not really, you know, a <laughs> yeah, main cast right. member of yeah. the show. Um, I mean, they're kind of pitching this Brandon Garrett friendship, but uh, yeah. that seems kind of out of the blue. Right. Uh, I don't know who's friends with who. I mean, I, I think Madison and Kelsey probably are friends. I think right. through the show they became friends, but they seem genuine to me. Yeah. But there's not a lot of tight friendships. Let's go ahead and start breaking it down. Yes. Julia cool. uh, narrated both of these mm-hmm. and starts off with summer starts on Alex Campo's birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that how true that is because, you know, later on, Madison was hiding her toes in the sand, remember, because they were cold. Oh, I didn't even see that. But yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know when Alex's birthday is, but it wasn't terribly warm there. That's how uh, my summer started. So I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, I didn't even I should have looked up his birthday because I was curious about that, too. Well, uh, Juliet's talking to her mom, who I really love, Fabienne, yes, we love who has mom. good advice. And there's this one point where Fa- her mom asks her if she if she loves him, if she loves Alex. And every, like several times in both episodes, she said that she loved Alex, but it was always the most kind of tortured way to say it. Mm-hmm. Like lots of pauses and lots of kind of thoughtful glances and stuff. And she said, I do. I love yeah. him. Yeah, I know. Like, like she has been through so much with him and she's like, like, just like, but I love him, but I love him. Like, she's like really finding it within herself to express that and kind of try to be definitive about it. But it's more just like a struggle. It's like she's trying to convince herself. Mm-hmm. But then we flash to the Sarasota airport and ladies and gentlemen, if amazing. you come to Sarasota, that's the kind of uh, airport experience you're going to have. No you traffic. Can, no, right. You know, just drive right up, wear your high heels, <laughs> Yep. you know say goodbye to your love and that's it it's pretty simple so ben who famously got a job here in sarasota he's already leaving (laughs) so the show also was really confusing me with this because they set up all these things at the end of the last season and they kind of were like just kidding they're not happening so yeah as last we knew i think ben was supposed to be staying here but now he has this new job in houston and he and madison are in this kind of like on again off again maybe we're long distance maybe we're not nobody knows but from social media, I think we can deduce that Ben will be back. So I don't well, think. Here's my question. Yeah. Does he actually have a job in Texas? Like he said, oh, there was no growth opportunity at this job here. Did he have a job here even? I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, clearly the dude is wealthy. He does not need a job perhaps right away. But um, I don't know if you've trolled his Facebook account. Well, not his, as well as I should have. But yeah, there's a picture of his house at Christmas and it's looking seemingly from the front door. And there's a Christmas tree that is probably 16 feet tall <laughs> and has plenty of headroom in that opening area there. And then, like, I, I didn't. That's I his couldn't front tell. door, not like his parents' front door. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the you know, no, I'm talking about his family's house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like there might be the double spiral staircase behind that. You oh, know, wow. like so. Wow. Yeah, he's wealthy. That guy. Mm. Well, I think to the point of whether he has a job here or not, that was the weirdest thing for me watching the show this time around. Now that such a big uh, gap of time has passed since the last time the show was on the air, it's like it really does force you to wonder how much of it is real because, you know, now we kind of know what the cast members are doing with their lives outside of the show. So then when Madison says, oh, I can't find a job, I'm living at home and I'm thinking... I mean, I get that struggle and I think that's relatable, but I'm like, are you really? I, I just, your Instagram doesn't seem to mm-hmm. show that. But, you know, I support showing high rents and, you know, what it's like to be a young person. <laughs> that was realistic. Yeah, that's true. Madison moves back uh, into her dad's house later on. Let's, okay, so then we flash to Kara's place. Yeah. Now, Kara's place looks beautiful. It's right on the water. I, it looks to me like it's Longboat Key, not Siesta Key. I don't know if that's true. Longboat Key, for anyone who doesn't know, is two islands up from Siesta Key, still right in Sarasota area. But uh, I know that her family had some property out in Longboat, so maybe she's living out there. But it's a gorgeous place, of course. And then her personal chef, Chef Mike, who I've actually seen around town because he's a personal chef. People mm-hmm. hire him out, come cook for them. Oh, wow. Uh, True crime lovers are always looking for new and engaging content. The Already Gone podcast covers stories from Michigan and the Great Lakes region. Cases you haven't heard before, like the Mayo Hunters or 
the murder of 16-year-old Justin Mello, plus better-known cases like the death of Jane Bashara and Illinois' own Lori Dan. Already Gone started in 2016, so there is a big back catalog for you to enjoy. Find Already Gone on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, or your favorite podcatcher. That, I think that starts a trend here with Kara that is a little much. Yes, we know she's wealthy. She acts wealthy. She looks wealthy. But, you know, the first scene at her house, we have a personal chef. The second scene in the second episode, we have a pedicure, you know, for right. both the girls at the you know, on her balcony. Right. So it seems like a little much, but whatever. Yeah. Well, they're trying to establish Kara as someone who doesn't need Alex's money. Yes. Entirely true. And so they're talking about Alex and Kara refers to him as a dog. Once a dog, always a dog. And then a theme that Kara kind of carries on over both episodes. If I texted and or called, he'd come over. Like that's Kara definitely is utterly confident. I love her to death. She's great. Um, but he, it's the only girl that's ever rejected him, apparently. Sure. Whatever. I know. Well, I'll be real with y'all. For narrative I, purposes. Yeah, I felt like Alex did the best uh, acting when Kara came into the picture. That one scene where they're at a party together and he looks at her. I was like, Alex actually likes her. Like oh, yeah. That was the first time where I was like, oh, I can see emotion. Yeah, actual human emotion in, in Alex's face. <laughs> he looked like when at the concert later on, and which we'll get to, he looked her up and down when she walked in. He's like, hi. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Why I love Kara. Yes. I don't know that she's a good person. We haven't seen enough of her to know much about her, except that she is basically like a soulless shark. Like, you can see it in her eyes. She does not care. She, it's like, I could break them up or whatever. I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. If she broke them up, she would not feel bad or good about it. Right. If she didn't break them up, she wouldn't feel bad or good about it. I, I, I really like her. Yeah. I don't know. She's she's interesting. She's she's one to watch. I will say she has some of the best dialogue in the show. I think what I really like about Kara is that either she's super smart and just comes up with this dialogue on her own, which is very, very possible, or she just has really good timing and, and should be an actress. Either way, mm. both good. I support you, Kara, and I hope that you and Alex have scenes because I feel like you can get really good stuff out of him. You know, that's true. She does not say anything that is offhanded. Everything she says is deliberate. She's not saying, or whatever, and like, and blah, blah, yeah. blah. I mean, she's she totally, every time she says something, it is straight and to the point. So then we go to one of the most uncomfortable scenes mm-hmm. in this first episode, which is Scott and Fabienne, Juliet's, oh, uh, yes. yeah. Juliet's parents, coming over to the Compathacross yacht to have dinner with Alex's parents. I love how Gary just calls him out as a dog right there in front of his girlfriend's parents. That is Alex has always been a dog. That scene is, yeah, that scene is uncomfortable is the only word for that scene. I mean, what, that just brings all the questions we've had, which is like, does his family agree with the way he's portrayed on the show? I feel like that scene answered it. They're, they do. Like, his dad's a produ- an executive producer on the show. I mean, I think they're just, they just seem to be entertained by him when he, when they were like, when uh, Juliet's dad was like, oh, so do you see yourself, you know, getting married? And he's like, oh, I think I'll have two or three. And Juliet's dad goes, wives or kids you oh know? yeah that was a solid burn but alex's parents laughed <laughs> yeah well i mean there's the uh, scott uh juliet's dad says what are your intentions mm-hmm. and alex is like well uh, um and he's like kind of looking around and then his mom saves him but i mean mm-hmm. this is this is where you get the real difference between somebody like alex compathacross right. whose dad has a lot of money and kara Grezwelli, Grezwelli, Grezwelli. Uh, who theoretically their her family has a lot of money. It's the new money, old money thing. I don't know if Kara's money is old, but she acts like that money is old. And in this scene, Gary talks about how expensive the yacht is, yeah. and then's like, ah, you know, nine millions uh, cheap for this boat, you know, and like that is just crass and silly. And the idea that the first time they're meeting their son's girlfriend's parents, they literally bring them on their yacht. It's, yeah. I, I think Juliet's parents seemed a little overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. Her mom was just like, okay, interesting. I'd like to think that they're amused by the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. They're just kind of like, whoa, what's going on? And Juliet and Alex are so young that I kind of thought the premise of that scene where it's like they're meeting to consider marriage was ridiculous <laughs> in and of itself because it's like, what, Alex is 24 
Juliet's like 21, 2020 maybe. I'm like, are they really thinking about marriage right now? But interesting side note, I watched this little interview MTV had after the fact and they asked Alex basically, you know, is Juliet going to be marriage material for you? And he was like, well, you know, she... She requires a lot of attention, but she's really hot. (laughs) And then he was like, you know, I'm not really sure, but I wouldn't be dating her if there weren't futuristic purposes. That's a a quote. Science fiction. (laughs) Um, Then we get Garrett and Brandon talking to each other and Garrett's moving out of his parents' place because his business, especially his online, I don't know, fitness and nutrition business Mm -hmm. is doing well. I believe that. That was the truest thing I think they said on the show. He showed not one ounce of emotion on his face that entire exchange. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's Garrett. Yeah. (laughs) We love Garrett. It's so funny because I have seen the cast photos that they have on MTV.com. Garrett's photo shows more emotion than he has shown in two Uh. seasons of the show. Uh, and then Brandon is his music career is apparently, God forbid, taking off. Uh, <laughs> That's what they and say. He might be going on tour later and making music videos and question mark. Oh my God. That's amazing. Let's just blow. I, we knew him I, when. I put down that exact thing. I said, Brandon's career is really taking off. Question. <laughs> yeah. Question. Exactly what I did. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, good for Brandon. You know, he needs some support in his life. I was really interested, and now I'm flipping ahead to the next episode, but. How they were going to introduce Brandon's new girlfriend with not a lot of tension, it seemed like to me. Yeah, Camilla. She seems nice. Yeah, she seemed totally nice and very normal. And she does not look like she's very cute, doesn't look like a model. So mm-hmm. maybe they actually <laughs> like each other. And that's, you know, she's only on the show because that's what he's doing. So. All, all, all the women are beautiful and I support all of you. No, no, it's but... true. No, I mean, I'm just. <laughs> yes, that's... No, I think she's totally cute. She's very pretty, but she doesn't. L- the other cast members have a certain aura about them that make it all the time. It looks like they're posing for a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. I don't know how interested she is in the show. And that I think could be a positive for her. And I think right. that's probably, yeah. I mean, she may not want to be, she may just think, Oh, I'm Brendan's girlfriend. So I'm going to go with him to this beach party, but I'm not really interested in this siesta key. So. You know what would be awesome is if she didn't know anything about the show. And he's like, why don't you just come to the beach and hang out with my friends oh with my me? God. And then she shows up and, there's the cameras there, and she's like, oh, okay. And then all this crazy drama happens, and she, that would be hilarious. She's like, who are these people you're hanging out with? That's kind of what happened, though. <laughs> There's a little scene with Amanda and Juliet, and I'm only going to mention it because it takes place at, actually on Siesta oh. Key this time, at CB's Saltwater Outfitters. She's looking for a birthday present oh. for uh, Alex. Good spotting. But she's talking yet again, trying to convince herself and other people that they're in love. She says to... Uh, to Amanda, he loves me. He's attentive. He got me a YSL bag for Christmas. It's like those three yeah. are really like for her. They're they're they equate to the same thing. Why did she even mention the first two? The YSL bag was uh, that's the real sign of love. Yeah. And it's probably not even a big deal for him to buy her a YSL bag. No, it's not. That's the trick. <laughs> he bought Kara one too. It's fine. <laughs> She's going to buy him fishing lures, which he would probably really love. So you know, at least she cares. Uh, then we get Jared's first appearance, and my son was watching it with me. Oh, and wow. He mm-hmm. does not, he's only seen a few episodes. But when Jared came on in the slow motion with the music and stuff, my son said, That guy is the dutiest bro I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice his hair? He had like the most, Elizabeth and I were saying, like he had the most in, intense hair part, and like mm-hmm. the way it was flipped over at the top, too. It, he must go to the barbershop like once or twice a week, or probably more than once a week to get that done. It was pretty crazy. He's fastidious. Yeah. You know, he can't. I like him because, like a lot of the cast members were in the first couple episodes of the first season, he is uncomfortable on this. You can tell that he's a little uncomfortable in front of the camera. Not terribly so, not terribly awkward, but he's he's a little uncomfortable. And also, he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like he's Garrett muscular big. He's just kind of a big guy. I like to see that. I'm oh, a big guy. representation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Such diversity on the show. <laughs> yeah. He but seemed the, like a real person. Yes. You know, he's been through a lot. He's, you know, served in the military and he's been gone for like seven years serving in the military. And meanwhile, like, you know, his arch enemy is Alex, who's just been like partying the whole time, basically. And he like loves Madison and he opens up to her about like some of the stuff he's been through, which is really cool to see. They have that bond. Mm-hmm. And he kind of hesitates. He's like, oh, I've just been dealing with some stuff. And then he kind of hesitates and adds a few extra words. And then he eventually like spits it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's sweet. 
Yeah, no, I think he's sweet too. Well, I felt like I'm going to skip ahead now to the party because we get to some of my favorite scenes, which are just every scene where Julia confronts someone about Kara. Oh, my God. And then also the scene where she ultimately confronts Kara. But, you know, once again, I kind of felt deja vu to the first, to the pilot, because we had this showdown, but it was Julia and Madison. And at that point, Julia went up to Madison and was like, you're not going to cheat on, you're not going to get with my boyfriend, right? That would be cheating. And Madison's like, no, don't worry. Um, but Julia just really likes to have these conversations where she basically tells girls, don't cheat. On or don't engage in cheating with my boyfriend. She even said at one point, if he like propositioned you in, in so many words, would you reject him? She is. Well, I mean, let's be honest. She has a reason to feel a little fear in this. Subject. Yeah, yeah oh, ab- absolutely. She's correct. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of that first, uh, the second episode, she said, I don't think you get how much it sucks that you've slept with all these people <laughs> around me. <laughs> And it's totally true. Yeah, it does. It does suck. <laughs> There's also a time where she said, have you slept with Kara? And he went, I never slept with her yeah. like that. So, you know, I wonder. Before we get to the party, one thing. Yes. Uh, Madison and Chloe hanging out at Madison's dad ha- dad's house. Oh, yeah. uh, they have this terrible conversation. One is where, you know, she's feeling a little bad that she doesn't have a job and she's moving back in with her dad. And Chloe tells her not to feel ashamed. And they kind of talk about Juliet going to be a compathacross housewife mm. and then madison says the worst thing which is if i wanted to i could be a housewife for ben i mean come on yeah no our you girl can madison. Be a little bit more madison you, and he could be your at housewife. one point chloe said something like madison you have an engineering degree like you're yeah. not a failure because she was feeling like that with with ben leaving it was just another rejection to her because she's saying oh i don't feel like successful i haven't had a successful relationship it's like how old are you yeah you'll figure it out yeah don't worry about that get your get your money in order i honestly like those scenes best i was trying to think of like what from the show really relates to i mean what do i really relate with because you know i'm the same age as basically a lot of those right uh characters and it is scenes like that to be honest it's not so much of the dating and the um fighting because it's kind of like for most people when they're in a relationship there's not a ton of drama uh hopefully but you know but seeing her like think about living in her parents thinking about feeling like oh she had a degree but wasn't doing something with it or like you know maybe i will lean on my relationship over my job prospects like i i related to that you know and i think that's interesting i wish the show would talk about that stuff more you to get into Madison coming through with the most relatable storyline or, you know, life, essentially. Right. I shout out to Madison frequently. Yeah. Um, so then we get to the party. And yes. this is when my son was about to stop watching the show <laughs> uh, because my wife did not think it was appropriate. And everyone's setting up for the party or they're all kind of arriving at the party. And my son said, it feels like they're Greek gods, oh. not because of the way they look, but because of like all the crazy drama. <laughs> like it is. It's very. You know, all those mythological dramas are kind of simple in some ways, just like these dramas are pretty simple. Mm -hmm. And it is just like that. But that's when we get the scene with Jared and Madison on the beach Mm -hmm. and he's talking about his military service. And like you were saying, I really love the part where he starts to tear up a little bit because he had some bad experiences that are really affecting him. His nightmares Mm -hmm. um, and he's in therapy and stuff like that. PTSD. And he kind of, you know, does that thing where he kind of like brings his hand up to his face to kind of hide his eyes from her because he starts crying. Yeah, she was so sweet. She She said like, oh, you don't have to open up. It's okay. You don't have to say it. But he said it anyway. He wanted to. He was like, you're one of the few people who I feel really close to here. So he told her kind of hesitated. You could tell he was a little shy about it. But he was it was a really sweet moment. And the way she kind of told him you're okay." was yeah. really really sweet too yeah she is fantastic Madison. Yeah. so let's move on from my Madison wow. love fest. team madison can i make a side note really fast sure. i just want to say that i'm not sure if kelsey was modeling or not off screen but i feel like she came back and her fashion has been like a hundred i don't know why really? i love her I'm red saying, lipstick right i'm saying a hundred like the hundred emoji for anyone who's not a millennial keep it a hundred it's like when i, I act out gifs yeah <laughs> this is for everyone else <laughs> just side note but no so Kelsey I just want to say to you that you're there yeah the outfit that she had at the party was so good she had these really cute sunglasses on oh yeah and that's true. I just I was like you go girl like not that her fashion wasn't always great but just on point good job well maybe she picked up some great clothes when she was modeling out in LA that's what I'm saying uh, then Richie homie Quan do you know who no that was confusing to me yeah I don't he's, know who that he's is he's legit I know I looked him up I have no idea who he is, but I now know that he's legit. <laughs> That's about the same level I'm at. But 
I can confirm he's famous. So that's they good. always have performers at the parties. No, I feel like I've never noticed one before. So they have Brandon and Polly, right? Oh, of course, uh, Polly the Entertainment. Well, at last year's birthday party, we had, in my opinion, similar entertainment when Polly rapped. Oh, exactly. Wow. <laughs> I actually, honestly, I miss Polly. I think it's a travesty that the show keeps like slowly and slowly like, taking him more out of it for whatever reason because. He's great. You just never know. Like he's a loose cannon. You yeah. never know what's going to happen. Polly is both character. absurd and dumb, and <laughs> also a font of crazy wisdom. Sometimes, yeah. I yeah. mean, he has a quote later on that yes. I thought was amazing. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, we'll get to it. <laughs> I, got, I got it written down. Yeah. But um, you know, then Kara's there, and Juliet starts freaking out, and runs up to Alex and sticks her tongue down his throat uh, when. That's just whatever. And but my favorite scene it's one of my favorite scenes is when Kara decides to approach Juliet and talk to her about it. Yes. And unlike every other cast member, she does not come up and say, Can we talk? She says, I would love to talk to you if you have a chance. Mm. She's like a I mean, really, she's like a boss. She's like approaching Juliet as if she is totally in control of the situation and that it, she's talking to a little girl. She was not bothered by anything Juliet said to her. Crime lovers are always looking for new and engaging content. The Already Gone podcast covers stories from Michigan and the Great Lakes region. Cases you haven't heard before, like the Mayo Hunters or the murder of 16-year-old Justin Mello. Plus, better-known cases like the death of Jane Bashara and Illinois' own Lori Dan. Already Gone started in 2016, so there is a big back catalog for you to enjoy. Find Already Gone on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, or your favorite podcatcher. Which is good, honestly, because I think, like Laura said, she's like the one girl who apparently, you know, left Alex unscathed. She does have leverage, and that's why Juliet got so scared and, like, ran over and, like, started making out with Alex in front of everybody. But But, what she... Sorry, go ahead. No, go. I was going to say, she said, Juliet says to Kara, you've never felt the way I have felt about Alex. Which is just crazy to me. You have no idea how she felt about Alex. They were on and off for two years. Like they don't, you don't know what's going on in her head. No, she is totally right though. Here's the thing: I don't think Kara ever felt anything about Alex. Yeah, well, it's hard to say, but I don't think Juliet knows that. And I don't know that Kara actually has feelings. Yeah, it's a good point. She's a <laughs> total all. Slytherin. Total Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Slytherin, Slytherins—they have hate. No, no, they anger. don't. They don't. Necessarily, they don't have to have hate. They just have to be cunning and like want to be on top. And that I think Kara's a Slytherin. No, no. See, End of story. Okay, listen. All I'm saying <laughs> is that if we're gonna get into Harry Potter houses, oh, no, oh, no. Uh, let's, I'm gonna is, listen, We should do a special no, episode. No, 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 no. Let's just keep going. Somebody else can be on that episode. Uh, but you know, the one thing I thought was funny is that they kept flashing to this when they wanted to show that Chloe was mean to Juliet. And this is in relationship to her uh, relationship with Alex. They kept flashing to this one scene where Chloe was like, you deserve someone who's going to like chase after you at a party. Mm. And they kept doing that as if that was like really awful advice. Chloe was meddling. How dare Chloe? And I was like, Chloe is right. It's not like this is some ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, Juliet probably shouldn't be with Alex. It's fair. Right. However, Chloe is saying that for the express purpose of breaking them up. That's what. That's what how it was framed. Like that's what Alex, what, what Alex, when he revealed what he revealed at the end, that was the bow on everything. But when Chloe said that, the look on Juliet's face, it was like the most honest. It was a yeah. realization. She knew Chloe was right. Yeah, she totally. looked away. She looked down. That's she knew, and but she just didn't really want to face it. Apparently. So then, Polly and Alex both really drunk. Uh, Polly starts the fight with Jared, jumps him. Uh, Alex gets, or I don't know, did Jared get Alex in a head, kind of have his head under his arm? And I don't even There was know. a big pile up. And, you know, what's hilarious, not hilarious about this, but what's kind of good about Jared about all this is that he didn't really punch anybody or anything like that. And honestly, I'm not saying he's a big baby because he's not. No, 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 I'm not. But he acted with sensitivity afterwards like he felt yeah. kind of affronted and he was worried about you know getting hurt and stuff mm-hmm. like that and i like that because i feel like there'd be a lot of posturing from some of the other male cast members after the fight was over yeah i thought it was interesting how quickly it was over though it was kind of like supposed to be the focal point of the episode 
And yet, you know, it was kind of like all of a sudden it happened. You didn't even know how it happened. Yeah. That wasn't clear. Yeah, you know. it was very hard to figure out what exactly happened. I didn't even realize that Polly started it. But what I did notice was after it was over, just how upset Alex looked. Did you see yeah. the look on his face? He looked super upset. Probably because the entire time he spent it uh, bent over you know, in the armpit of Jared. Yeah, he's probably embarrassed. But he did I mean, not look happy. I mean, afterwards, he was talking to Polly, and he and he said, you know, I would love it if it was just me and him, as if oh, all those yeah. people got in the way otherwise. Ugh. Well, he also said my new favorite quote, which is, you're not going to go on me at my birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> That's my vibe right Also, there. he was wearing that little lay on his head, like the flowers, the oh, flower yeah. crown. That was cool. Probably got damaged in the fight. Oh, I'm sure. We got insurance on that thing. Before we get to the next episode. Aren't we already there? Really? We are there. But before we get to it, okay. before we talk about it, I have a new segment. Oh, okay. For oh. Inside MTV So CST. we need some theme music. Do, 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 do. No. Nope. No. Oh. Well, you know what? I'm gonna, we'll work I'll, on it. I'll call up Richie Homie Kwan and see if he can uh, whip something <laughs> up I love for us. him and his 1.2 million followers. Can we get followers. him on the podcast? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. We can, we can try. We can get Brandon, I'm sure. Speaking of followers, though. I did an in-depth analysis of the social media impact of all of the cast members. Uh, Science. Yeah, I have a spreadsheet right here. Let's go. And I just basically took the past 24 hours from Tuesday morning till Wednesday morning. And it is clear that the person with the most social media impact is Juliet, of um, all people. She has. She definitely owns Twitter. She her Instagram. She has not as many Instagram followers as Kelsey, but she had 37,000 Instagram interactions in the 24 hour period, which is twice as much as Kelsey. Wow. Yeah. And then in second place for Twitter is Garrett hilarious. He only did one tweet, but it was retweeted so many times. It's just like Garrett, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> to have one one spot of fame, but it did really well for him. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's probably why it had so many retweets. People were like, Garrett's tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this guy talks. I, do, I didn't even read the tweet, though. It's terrible I am. Brian, that's like the I'm most sure like, cliffhanger. I'm sure it was Brian's amazing. Like, there was a great tweet. <laughs> you know it was wonderful. I won't tell you. End segment. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Oh, that was, thank you for that. Well, I want to begin this segment by saying, Around the time the second episode started, I had a really funny realization, which is that my mother, one of the show's biggest fans. Yep, we still have to have her on. Yes, and I can't wait for this. Well, I thought she told me she wasn't going to watch it this season. She said she's done. Not that we don't love you guys, but this is just what my mom said. Well, guess who texts me within 45 minutes in the series and then proceeds to text me every 10 minutes. And she's like, well, what about Madison this? Well, what about Jared? Did you see Alex's grandfather? Like, my mom is on it. So I just want everyone to know that my mom is... Maybe the biggest Siesta Key fan there is. Your mom knows Alex's grandfather because of the restaurant? Yeah, I wouldn't say no is a generous word, sure. but, you know, no, have conversations with, yes. Right, because Alex's grandfather has, does he still have the restaurant? Yeah, Greek Taverna. Greek Taverna here in Sarasota. Mm-hmm. Stop by and get some uh, spenakopita. Yes. Domatis. Good job. Thank you. Fig leaves, is that a Greek thing? Elizabeth is Greek, if you guys didn't know. So. Mm, now I hope that I got the name of his restaurant right, so if I didn't, don't, don't yeah. come find me. Google it. Speaking of locations in Sarasota, the next episode started off at Fresh Salon and Spa. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Was it a good PR move for Fresh? Oh, I don't know. Because we we really, there's no way to know for sure because they got the promotion and it looked glamorous, but then it turns out the hairdresser was talking to another customer telling, you know, do we really want to live in a world where like we, nothing we say in a hair salon is sacred? (laughs) Well, I have a few funny stories about Fresh. Two things really fast. First, my friend was actually getting her hair done when they filmed that Ooh, scene. Wow. But she ended up leaving because they texted her and they were like, can you re- can we reschedule you? We have Siesta Key coming in. But second, that same friend became super good friends with her hairdresser. So I thought it was really funny when Chloe was saying, oh, my hairdresser told me. And Juliet was like, oh, my hairdresser, I'm so worried. And I'm thinking, no, people, they really do become best friends with their hairdressers. Mm-hmm. It's not funny at Fresh. Well, and who knows if that actually happened or if that was just... I have a hair story, too, though. Oh, oh let's hear it. Let's go. I was at m- where I get my hair done. Oh, what little I there need is to, You need to give me your hair tips, by the way, because like, your yep. hair is just you know outstanding. A number one and a half all the way around. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> wow. Yeah, look weird it's really easy. Women's haircuts don't have numbers. Mm-mm. They don't? No. no. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't realize that. <laughs> uh, no, but where I get my hair done... 
apparently Alex had come in there. This was several, I don't know, maybe th- four months ago. And my hair person, and I don't call her a hairdresser because you've seen my hair. Uh, but she said that Alex had come in, just stopped in apparently, and gotten his hair done there. So Wow. wow. And I don't want to say anything about the experience because I don't know if he's still going there. And I don't want to you know, jinx anything. For were, were there cameras there? Or it was just like no, 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 no. He just appearance. came in, you know. Alex does appear off camera quite a bit, apparently. Wow. Can you imagine? Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, what I thought was most interesting about them taking place at Fresh, whether it's good or bad publicity, is that was the most, again, that rung the most true to me because Fresh is, I would say, like a pretty stylish, cool place to get your hair done here. It's a nice, you know, location. It's a nice atmosphere. So for young women on the show, like that would be a place that would make sense for them to get their hair done. Yeah. Yeah. I get my eyebrows done there once every three weeks or so. It's very nice, very comfortable. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Or can attest. So everyone out there can go and get their eyebrows done. Yeah, shout out to Jasmine. Where Laura goes. <laughs> this segment She's brought great. to you by Fresh. Yeah. <laughs> but yet again, we already know what happens with this, which is Amanda and Juliet are talking shit about everybody. Yes. Right. Including Chloe. Chloe, Chloe yeah. and Kara. Specifically. And then a hairdresser from Fresh relates that to Chloe and tells her all about it, which comes back Crazy. to, you know create some terribly bad lines later on. Uh, then we get Chloe and Kara together, and one of my favorite quotes in the entire... I, I think it's my favorite my favorite quote from season two so far, <laughs> is where Kara's talking about how Juliet was macking on Alex to kind of distract him from Kara at the party. Oh, yes. Yeah. And she says, I have secondhand embarrassment just thinking about it. <laughs> Kara is so good. Well, it is. Yeah, I mean, that's a, like, can you ever think about something that was just so awkward and you had no part in it, but you just think about it and you're like, oh my God, that's horrible. I'm embarrassed for that person. Yeah, I'm, you keep trying to give human emotions to Karen. I'm not sure it's, I'm not sure you're yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Maybe I'm thinking too much. Maybe I'm trying to as- ascribe a personality to Kara that just isn't there, but. Think shark. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, she's she's good at the show. I mean, whether she means it or not, no, I love she's her. doing a good job. So Then Brandon yes. has a show, and it took me a uh, little yeah. bit of figuring out, but I yeah, know where it was. Where? It's in Tampa at Aja. Okay. <coughs> channel, in Channelside. Yeah, we Tampa. were wondering where it was. I couldn't wow. figure it out. They Although, never... at, at the end of his show, he says, Siesta Key, what's up? Uh, oh, he did it. Yep. Yeah, so That's right. Um, but, oh my God, I love, the, yet again, Kara scene. So, they're all there. Everyone's, you know, who's ever's listening to this if see, saw this, but they're all there. Then Juliet kind of goes to the bathroom or leaves for a second. Right. And Chloe says, why don't you, to Kara, why don't you call Alex over? Yeah. And she is like a dominatrix. She just looks over at him and softly in this club I know. says, why don't you come here? Oh my God. <laughs> she's so good. You can't make this Amazing. stuff up. She, she's just oh. a natural. I think that's what we are communicating yeah. is that whether she's calculated or not, it comes off so And what does it so say natural? about her that she's a natural at a non-scripted but produced reality show? That she's probably a sociopath. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> or I didn't want to say those she's words, like but the, thank you, She's like the evil queen from Snow White. Like beautiful, cold, distant. Yeah. Yeah. Vengeful? Right. I don't even know. Would anyone Maybe. know? Maybe. I, I don't know. We'll see. We don't I, know. Nobody knows why she does things. I stand, Kara, and I'm just going to stick by with that for the rest of the like She literally season. was like, I could text Alex right now and he would respond. And she gives looks at him and he comes right over. Like, yep. Maybe it's just for fun. Yep. Honestly, a piece of fruit could text Alex and he would respond. That's so, so it true. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be that uh, yeah, it's true. But I, another great thing about this whole scene where everyone's fighting and uh, Kelsey declares that she's team Juliet because Chloe's acting like such a terrible person. Uh, Madison, not involved at all. Mm -hmm. She is off in the background. She is purposefully not getting involved in any of the drama. Which is why it's like, is Madison really part of this group? Do they all hang? Because she just doesn't seem interested in it. Yeah, I think that, I think that's interesting. You're totally right. In the first two episodes, she is kind of only tangentially involved. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, clearly they're going to try and set up Jared and, and Madison, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, just for the sake, I'm not even going to talk about the scene, but Chloe and her mom take a stroll around Birdkey Park, which is, if you're in Sarasota, you go over the John Ringling Causeway, and that's Bird Key right there. A totally man-made island that was created by John Ringling, right? Circus Of circus fame? Yeah, I think I you're right, yeah. 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 And uh, it's not really Siesta Key, but it's, you know, in Close Sarasota. Enough. And then... Paulie 
wants Jared to meet with him. So they meet at Siesta Key Oyster Bar, yes. which is on Siesta Key. I was looking at their shirts and I was like, oh, SKOB. Yep. Scob, which is a nice place Scob. to go in Siesta Key Village, which is a great place to go, especially if you're in your 20s and having a good time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, that conversation is kind of painful and annoying. But essentially, Polly comes to the realization that Jared was not trying to start shit, that he was just there to not get involved. And... But he says that terrible line, you guys are clashing because you refuse to bow down. I'm like, Polly, really? Like, I think you're the only one who bows down before yeah, Alex. Yeah. You're like the only lackey. You're a henchman. But he's like, oh, everyone else is bowing down, right? Everyone else is doing it. Yeah, that's just what you do. It's like, no, you're, it's just you. You do it when you have no means of support and frequent legal trouble and you need a place to live or somebody to take care of you. I'm not saying anything bad about you, Polly. It's just the way it is. Polly is just like the show's like silly wise man like you know he's he's right sometimes so i thought it was funny just at the concert when he asked alex how's law school going like in a way (laughs) that made it sound like he wouldn't have already known how law school was going it it wasn't even just like a casual thing but and then he's like well i'm going like hard i'm going like full out so who knows what that means full out law school then we go to the beach and a bunch of people are having a party there uh kelsey's there and madison and Jared shows up, and Brandon, Brandon and his new girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Garrett though, right? No, was Amanda there? Yeah, she, she came, was she there. came yeah. later. Yep. Yeah. So this this scene was essentially felt like the point of this for me was for everybody to gang up on Chloe and start. I mean, not that she didn't maybe deserve it, but that was kind of the end point of it. It's true. That was kind of the big thing. But there were a couple little bits of this that I think are really important to pay attention to. Yes. Number one, Pretty when Kara and Chloe get there. And they introduce Kara to Kelsey. It's really like Kelsey takes, I mean, uh, Kara just takes a little beat as if she's kind of like looking Kelsey up and down and kind of gauging her worth and then just says, hi. (laughs) I mean, it's really like she did a quick once over of Kelsey and then she's like, "Eh, dismissed her. Mm. At least she got a she got a once over, though. I mean, she got some evaluation. She's like, oh, maybe. No, no, not worth paying attention to. And then we meet Camilla, Brandon's girlfriend, who right. we already talked about. Right. But then we get the whole Jared Madison thing. So Julia, I mean, not Juliet, Kelsey and Madison go off to the side. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey's asking Madison about Jared. And apparently they were on again, off again. But he wanted to get serious. He wanted to get way too serious, way too fast. She said that he actually talked about marriage and gave her a promise necklace. Oh, and, wow. Mm-hmm. Which seems... I mean, is Jared a new Garrett? Oh, he seems to have more personality than Garrett. That's true. He seems to have a lot more depth to him. But also, lest we forget that Alex basically proposed to Madison at the end of the first season. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. So really, this is just the second guy to basically propose to Madison. God, if they wrap up this this whole show, I don't know when, but if they wrap it up with them getting together and getting engaged, it would be the worst. That would be horrible. Madison, What better for Madison? Don't do it. I'm saying this to you now. Yeah, MTV. <laughs> don't. We're not making any threats, but please. <laughs> <laughs> but like, don't do it. Meanwhile, Chloe is talking to Jared and right. quizzing him about Madison. And he basically paints a slightly different picture, which is that he and Madison hooked up all the time and he liked her. And Chloe says, how many times did you guys, did you guys sleep together? How many times did you sleep together? And keeps pushing him, pushing him until he basically admits that they slept together between 15 and 20 times. Well, I think we have to go back to the big bomb they revealed in the first episode, which is that Madison was actually cheating, theoretically, on Alex with Jared. Yeah. But we don't know that's true. Right. When he said that, I was like, no freaking way did that happen. No, I mean, he's a goober. I don't know. Like, I mean, first of all, it was a terrible thing to say. If he was a good person, a gentleman, he would have said, I'm not going to talk about that. Right. Yeah. Right. well, Madison tweeted about that on her Twitter account. So she said something oh. like, you know, don't talk about my sex life or something. Yeah. So yeah. good for her. And let's let's be honest. I don't think he's, I mean, I don't know, Jared. I don't know you well enough yet, but you seem like a big goober and I'm not sure you're smart enough for Madison. Yeah. Wow. Like he's really sweet and he likes her a lot. And he was saying he wrote her letters. Yep. And, but in terms of like an intellectual equal don't know how much is there yeah. and it was high school when they were together yeah lots changed since then right and we know that madison doesn't suffer you know she's not she's not going to get into a relationship i think just for the sake of the show 
Right. Yeah. Brandon was real, the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but you know what? Brandon wanted to get back together and it probably would have made for good drama. And she's like, nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for her. That's all I have to say. And then we have the blow up and there everyone's yelling at Kel, I mean, at Chloe. Chloe yeah. And then Amanda goes like, she goes Ugh. ballistic crazy. Amanda yeah. was like, I need my screen time. <laughs> Amanda like said she wanted to like break Chloe's nose again or something yep. like that. Yep. She wanted to punch her. She kept yelling. They had to bleep out a lot of stuff. Why is she so mad? Why is she? I'll tell you why she's so mad. Because she's not a cast member. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I would be angry I too. like Amanda. Yeah. I think she brings a lot of... I think that her passion is real most of the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she's not... They have a wide variety of good cast members on this thing, you know? I think actually Amanda and Kara are very different and very similar in some ways. That's true. Did you guys notice how they were passing around a sandwich platter on the beach like it was no big deal? They just had like subs. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. I was like, what? They're just sitting on the beach with like a giant plate of sandwiches? That is like, that is a good life. I got (laughs) no. Laura, I don't know your background or anything, but... <laughs> but, but who I'm, gets... Like, who orders a whole sandwich platter to go to the beach? We, yeah, we like, talked about... Listen, we, talk, we, we talked about the amazing party in which they brought in, like, an actual recording artist to perform, yeah. and they were building stuff at the house for the party with actual carpenters yeah, and everything. Going to the and then beach. you're like, the sandwich platter... Like, <laughs> you're living the high life with a sandwich platter, I man. I really think so. <laughs> like, they got I this- really think so. Well, it's something, yeah. I mean, I just think that, like, I'm probably digging myself into even to more of a hole here, but, like, if you're bringing, like, going to the beach, you're just hanging out, and you just have planned it so much that there's a whole platter of sandwiches for everyone to eat. That looks amazing. No, I totally agree, actually. No normal people, no normal 20-somethings would go, and but you got to understand, some of these people are very wealthy. Yeah. Although, at that party, Brandon, I guess, is it? I would also say, like, a platter of, yeah, but I think a platter of pub subs would not be, like... I could see like a group of friends. Doing yeah, that, but what but... could be better, honestly? What a life! For that any, is a lifestyle any, I want to live. For people who don't live here or live in the southeast United States, a pub sub is a public, a public sub. sub. They make great subs mm. among all the grocery stores. I'm not saying yes. I'm, I'm not saying that their subs are amazing. Okay, see, I knew that I knew <laughs> I knew Brian was going to get into this, and honestly, he and I have had some off-screen discussions about this. But the truth is that pub subs are the best. That's just a fact. There's not anything you can do to change it. Yeah, well, I here's, don't think they're as phenomenal as people no. make them out to be. Well, I mean, wow, okay. Listen, I don't like this. Where are you? Where Where did you grow up? Well, Virginia, but then I moved here when I was twelve. Right, so. and where did you grow up, Laura? In Connecticut. Right. Okay. So all I'm saying. Are you trying is to say that, they have bad food in Virginia? Well, no. What I'm saying is that Virginia <laughs> and Florida are not known for their submarine sandwiches. Oh, that's right. Good. But the Northeast, you know, all yeah. I'm saying is that public subs are fine. They're the best of the kind of non-sub sandwich shop type subs. I totally, I'm not subscribing to anything that was just said. So yeah. Well, you got to get some real subs. But you know what I think I'm happened? Bad. I don't know. There's two options. One, Camilla was like, we should probably get some sandwiches to, uh, you know, Brandon. hang out with your friends. And Brandon was like, okay. And they stopped at Publix and got a, Such a good girl. platter of subs. Oh, or they stole it from the uh, craft services table of the uh, crew. Yes. I'm just saying, final word on this sub situation, is that that is the thing about them that I am most jealous of. <laughs> we can move on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, then we get some other uh, random stuff. But essentially, Chloe storms off. Kara leaves with her. Kara's trying to calm things down or explain to people, but... I don't even think her heart's in that, if she has one. And so <laughs> they leave, and everyone else is kind of relaxed after Amanda went crazy. And then we get to the end, which is Alex and Juliet. Yes. And Juliet goes to Alex's house up in Tampa and wakes him up and says, Kara's terrible. Chloe's terrible. Everyone is terrible. You need to say something mean to Kara. I guess just to prove to her that you don't prove to Juliet that you don't that, that Alex doesn't like her, right? As if that's going to affect Kara at all. And that's also they Juliet storms out and goes out to the dock because Alex is home because he's a law school student, of course, has a giant dock. They love that. They mm-hmm. love going to the dock, and they love going to the dock. <laughs> and then that's when she says, "I don't think you get how much it sucks that you've slept with all these people," which is totally true. Fair. And that's when we get Alex's revelation. Somebody else want to tell me because it seemed so 
telegraphed and obvious, but... Right. Basically, Chloe told him three years ago that he was, quote, the guy she wanted to spend the rest of her life with, which seemed like a sweeping, you know, statement considering they never even dated, but, you know, that's just me. Uh, But yeah, so basically, Chloe, since that point, I guess because realized that wasn't going to work out, has been trying to sabotage every relationship that Alex has been in since then. Very sad. So what's your take on this, guys? Do you think that it's... You think that's realistic? No, I mean I'm I'm gonna be a big no. Really, you don't think so? That there's no chance that that happened in real life. No, I mean in the in the show framework. Probably. I mean, it could be that she did tell him that, but then you know she got over it. That's true. yeah. I could actually see it being true because you know when you've been friends with somebody for so long yeah. and you know a guy and the, this is a guy who's really popular and a lot of girls like him and you're his best friend I I think it could happen I think she may have had a crush on him when she first met him and then realized it was never going to happen so she tried to be his friend and after that you know and then she just did whatever she could to stick around him I'm going to talk about something that you 20 somethings out there will have no idea about but there's Marriage. A movie that addresses this entire situation. <laughs> Marriage. Yeah, exactly. That, that too. But there's a movie that addresses this entire situation. Mm. And that movie is When Harry Met Sally. Oh. Can men and women be friends? Right. And they, according to Harry, they cannot be friends because the sex always gets in the way. Well, yeah. I, I, think, I, I don't think it's true. No. I, well, men and women can be friends. But in this situation, this isn't a situation. If you want to just make a friend, if I wanted to have like a male friend then like that would be fine. But like some people that you align yourselves with closely, it's not always friendships, not always the motive. Right. Mm, Yeah, it's true. Well, the funniest part of the scene to me was when Juliet goes like, well, did you sleep with Chloe? And Alex immediately Mm. goes, no, what? (laughs) Like that he flips out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew what he was going to say, but I swear to God, I thought, oh my God, this would be so much more fun if he said that he slept with Chloe (laughs) three three years ago. Because that would have been amazing because then there wouldn't be anyone left that he hadn't slept with no you're totally right that was actually when she said that i was like there's no way but i that was for a second there i that was the revelation i was hoping for because you're right that would have made the whole thing that would have actually shocked me so yeah so wow (sighs) a big one in the books for us yeah any last words everybody sandwiches laura want to go get some sandwiches you know what i can't even like i can't i just it's not fair that i can't eat a sandwich every day i would like to eat a sandwich every day but if i do then i will gain a lot of weight that's all i have to say well this weekend we're going we're all going to go to the beach together and laura's going to bring the sandwich platter i'm going to be so happy (laughs) we we are (laughs) (laughs) all right well we'll see you next week on the inside mtv csd bye Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.